0: Welcome everyone to the DC Beer Show. We are at DC Beer across social media. Brandy, what are you drinking?
1: Hi, Jake. Well, I'm not actively drinking anything. Don't judge me. Um, But I did want to, to shout out some really cool beers that we had yesterday at the super small, tiny beer share. Um, It was so lovely to see Mike Stein in the flesh. Yes,
2: it was. The pleasure was Um, all mine.
1: Because it was such a small beer share. Because we kind of waited to the last minute to schedule it. And it was on an odd day for everybody. So it really just kind of ended up being DC beer people. Like the, the, the crew, the core crew. So Mike Stein came out. And Jerry, Jerry of Share a Pint, Came out and brought one of, brought a beer that is a collaboration between, um, Share a Pie, which is his podcast, and Smoketown Brewery. It was a hibiscus Keller beer, and that was really really good. There were some really good beers yesterday, but I took it kind of easy. I was kind of proud of myself, despite having an Uber and everything. I didn't drink much, but um, yeah, I think this lingering ear infection is messing with my drinking abilities. So, Mike Stein. What are you
2: drinking? Brandy Holder, I have the Hellis German-style golden lager from Port City. It's an absolute banger. Uh, credit where it's due to Adam Reza II, uh, head brewer over there at Port City. My good friends Mike Benish, Leon Harris. They have a wonderful crew at Port City making world-class lager beer. As it were today, I actually popped into right proper and I had some great beer at right proper. Um, So shout out to Lily uh, head brewer over there at right proper brew pub Uh, dropped off some tasties for Lily and Ty, and um, right proper actually has some uh, some interesting things going on with it. In the upcoming weeks, they have the Funk Parade uh, beer releasing uh, tomorrow, Saturday the last uh, day of April, and then uh, the Funk Parade itself comes in May. But um, Jake, I wanted to ask you, what are you drinking?
0: I have here another light golden lager. This one from our friends up in Maine, Allagash. This is seconds to summer. Four and a half percent A lager from Allegash is not something that we see every day, but it will be something that we start to see more and more on the regular little bit of Belgian yeast, delightful, um, and crushable.
1: Speaking of Allagash, one of my highlights of yesterday's beer share was those Allagash beer peanut brittle. Those were so good. They were, they were <laughs> the hit of the party. <laughs> Yum. So shout out to Allagash for those. Those are yums.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And shout out to, um, Bixby beer brittle for brewing or I guess cooking really peanut brittle with Allagash. I thought those were delightful. Good looking out,
1: Mike. What what what's going on with that event tomorrow at Right Proper? It looks really cool.
2: The Funk Parade is coming May seventh, so that's um, two Saturdays from now. But tomorrow, April thirtieth, we have the Magic of Music, a Funk Parade beer release party, uh, which is happening on Saturday. So the special beer release is a collaboration with Sankofa and Urban Garden Brewing. You know Sankofa, the first all-black-owned beer brand in D.C. You know Urban Garden Brewing, the first female woman-owned black beer company in D.C. The magic of music, it's a blonde ale with Cara Cara Orange, and it'll be exclusively on tap at Ray Proper Shaw. And proceeds are benefiting the musicianship summer music education programs that we know the Funk Parade. The Funk Parade has been doing this for years. Um, uh, No shade, the Funk Parade used to work with some breweries outside of DC, uh, but now they've got right proper Shaw uh, on their hit list. The Funk is strong, the Funk is hitting. I had some very highly acidic uh, lactobacilli jamming beers today. Uh, (laughs) Shout out to Lily. And uh, Ty has a wonderful scotch. There's all these, you know, small batch beers on it right proper. So get your booty to the funk head quarter cootie and uh, and hit up that magic of music <laughs> on on Saturday.
1: Get your funk on. What in the world were you <laughs> just
0: down, saying? Drop down. Get your funking
2: on. Mike. What if I Chris, told don't be you, a Bama, get get <laughs> you behind the
0: red proper? Mike, are you sized <laughs> like a mug for the funk parade?
2: <laughs> I am sized up right. I am sized
0: up proper. What if I told you that one of the breweries that used to brew a funk parade beer that's outside the district was about to start brewing inside the district, albeit one barrel at a time? Nah, you... No. Mm -hmm. So, Aslan is debuting next month in May 2022, the Aslan Filling Station. Okay. Next to Chicken and Whiskey on 14th Street.
2: We like Chicken and Whiskey.
0: And initially, I think we all thought it was going to be, oh, a taproom for Aslan, the third largest brewer in Virginia, in D.C. This makes sense. But they're actually going to have a very small one-barrel pilot system they're going to use to train people on. And so in addition to some of the other Aslan goodies, uh, they're going to be brewing, actually, in D.C. Granted, one barrel at a time. I think they'll have, like, two tiny conical fermenters. Uh, But, hey,
2: there you go. When this episode drops, it'll be opening in the week next, which is May. The merry, merry month of May.
0: It's going to be May. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so I know a bunch of bunch of nerds so um, as well on the spot is Aslan Coffee and we have Danielle Danny Moreno heading that up so it's very exciting to see you know uh, Danny Moreno is both new blood for Aslan but a vet of the DC uh, wine and coffee industry uh, bring the brand new bag coffee bag of tricks Um, So we're very excited to see what's happening in that space. And as always, we're always very excited for the Funk Parade, which is reliving their greatness. But uh, there's some other goings on around town. Uh, Brandy, what are you keeping your eye on this week and next week?
1: Yeah, on May 1st, which is uh, this Sunday, there are a few pop-up markets going on in Northeast D.C., so, you know, Three Stars is always having a market pop or a plant pop up or something, usually once, at least once a month, um, a couple times a month sometimes. But they are definitely having a vendor pop up on Sunday, May 1st. But there also is going to be a vendor pop up at DC Brow and Chacho, which is up in the Uptown Craft District. So if you are wanting to get some cool Mother's Day gifts, or just go and buy yourself something, you should definitely make it up to Northeast DC, Uptown Craft District for some good booze and local small business Mother Day shopping. The Chacho pop-up is called Treat Yourself, a Mother's Day pop-up, and your girl, Brandy, B's Knees Vintage, is going to be there selling some vintage stuff, so come say hi. I'll be drinking, so it'll be fun yeah, that's it's a it's a smart idea. And I'm I, I love that three star that DC Brow is having a market. So yeah, I'm glad they're back and in, in, in serving beer and stuff now too. It's great. I had some new beer recently. I had I had some new beer at other half, because I was at other half on Saturday. But um what what new beer releases are are going
0: on? So we know the other half just dropped a whole bunch of munchies and such, as well as I believe they have a MyBok on tap, which is always interesting. We've got the two-headed monster of Silver Ox, uh, Silver Branch, and Old Ox. <laughs> like IPAs coming out of there. Old Ox has yeah. Old Ox has been running um, this robot theme with milkshake IPAs, and so they've got um, Robot Dreams is a milkshake IPA which does mean I think it has a little bit of lactose in it, Uh, FYI. And then Silver Branch has Flying High, uh, which is a double IPA with a lot of Lupo Max mosaic. Um, Lupo Max is a fancy newfangled product that is designed to deliver a whole bunch of hop punch into the whirlpool or dry hop of a beer without you, the brewer, losing precious, precious liquid to all the plant matter and hops that would absorb it. How do I know that? Because I asked Scott Janish at Sapwood Cellars. Shout out to Sapwood. Hey, what is this Lupo Mac stuff? And that's what he told me. He literally wrote the book on IPAs and how to use these newfangled things. You mentioned three stars. We've got another low-hanging fruit. Um, so it's like their Kettle Sour series. This is a uh, Strawberry Kiwi, which, you know, strawberry about to be in season at the farmer's market. Makes sense. Do your thing. And then we've got DC Brow. Keller Pills. Um, one of my favorites from them. Um, it's the unfiltered, slightly less aged, less lagered version of their Pilsner. They hit it with the Hollertau um Mittelfrau, Dryha. Usually I see this in um the uh Tall Boys, but I've been turned down like, you know, a six-pack
2: of it or so. It's good stuff.
1: Yeah, we've been having a a debate uh or a a it's, conversation
2: it's a heated uh, a heated conversation about yeah.
1: can sizes uh because size matters but so uh but we will we'll, go ahead
2: we, we I was I was about to say we haven't had a debate we've been the complaint department for DC beer publisher Richard Fawal tearing into <laughs> us saying listen you bama's 16 ounce cans get the out of here I want some 12 ounce cans what y'all doing? And uh, we had to come up with excuses uh, to Richard for why everybody's packaging in 16 ounce instead of 12 ounce cans, right? Yeah, Man. I want to
1: hear. I want to hear our DC beer listeners' thoughts. So you should, you should Twitter. You should Twitter at Jake and Mike.
2: We're gonna, we're, <laughs> and,
0: we're gonna and, and give yeah. us
1: your two cents.
0: We're gonna put this yeah. out to the people. Um, high gravity beers, like big ABVs in 16 ounces or 12. Or if you've got a fancy canning line that you can handle like eight, two hundred and fifty milliliters, you know, like those tiny cans mm-hmm. of soda you see at the mm-hmm. grocery store now. That's how much Imperial Stout I would like. But fair enough. Yep. So yeah, the complaint we'll
2: department. There. The complaint department is open at DC Beer on Twitter, and uh let Jake and I have it.
0: Yeah. All right. Brandy, you mentioned Smoketown earlier. Right next yeah. to Smoketown's second location. Over by Carroll Creek in Frederick, where the Maryland Craft Beer Festival is going to be, hint, hint, is Attaboy Brewing. And our very own Brandy sat down with Carly and Brian, the owners, founders of Attaboy. Brandy, take us away. Hey,
1: Carly and Brian. Thank you so much for coming on the DC Beer Show. We're super happy to have you on.
3: Thanks for having us.
4: Yeah, cheers. (laughs) I
1: personally have only been to Attaboy twice, not because there was a lack of desire to, I just don't get to Frederick as often as I should, you know, the whole drinking and driving thing. Um, But the beers that I had when I was there were so great, and I adore the booze scene in Frederick. That's why I'm really excited to go on my bus trip to the Crap Beer Festival on the 14th. So all of the DC beer fam loves Attaboy. When I was texting everybody this morning, um, asking them, like, hey, do you guys want me to ask them anything? I'm like, Attaboy's on! Oh, my God! So, you, uh, everyone loves you. So, um, thanks for coming on. <laughs> um, Carly, tell everyone who may not even know Attaboy or have been to Attaboy and maybe just don't know, tell everybody about the story behind Attaboy and,
4: and how it got started. All right. Well, we're going to try to keep it tight because uh, there's a long story a short story. But, uh... Yeah, Brian and I uh, actually met on a blind date. Um, This is before tender. So we met. On Match.com, I don't know if we need to start with that.
1: Um, the
4: beer. We need to
3: hit that. We need to talk yeah. about online dating. Yes,
4: yes, it's
1: okay. I went, I went through it hard last year, <laughs> so yeah.
4: We fell in love. Actually, we went to a rum bar. It was terrible. We never wanted to speak again. Hey,
3: I wanted to speak to her. I was trying to impress her with some fifteen-dollar cocktail. Yeah, it didn't work.
4: Uh, and then uh, we we couldn't get a cab. This is also before Uber. And so we walked to Toronado, which is a great beer bar in San Francisco. And we had a sausage, of Rosamundi sausages, if anyone's from out there and uh, or been there, uh, and drank a bunch of Pliny the Elders and quickly started making out on Hate Street. <laughs>
3: <laughs> beer, beer absolutely saved it in that moment.
4: Yes. Yep. And uh, we just love beer. We love the casual atmosphere and like, you know... C- I'm going to say it wrong, Convivial.
3: conviviality.
4: Yes. There we go. Uh, and we started homebrewing quickly after, and I quit homebrewing right after that. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, it's more of a supervisor, drink a beer and make fun of you person than, yes. than the math and cleaning. Uh,
4: yeah, 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 yeah. I'm with it. I like a clean bathroom, but I do not need to like take a temperature... Or like you know, I don't know, sanitize something. That's not my style. <laughs>
3: Heck yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, yeah. So I started. You know, she kind of peeled off, and I started homebrewing a ton. And you know, like every every homebrewer, you know, has that little thing like, oh, I can sell this. This is great. This is awesome. And then what they need to have is a wife who's like, ah, uh, yeah, it's great. Why don't you get a real job in a brewery and try to try to do it there before we take this huge jump? So i did that i got a job at a at a brewery cleaning kegs and luckily i had a wife who had a good job who could support and fund the whole family and so yeah i i went and worked there and learned learned that that side of things and at night we would you know come home work on the business plan and uh think about hey how how can we do this and then that's when we we were in the bay area and as we all know it's extremely expensive there and we you know Decided, hey, let's maybe go somewhere that we can afford, um, and so we decided to look at the East Coast and ended up in Baltimore. Uh, we were thought we were <laughs> we started in Baltimore, and um, you know through some funny deal, we uh, our lease fell through in Hamden and uh, or in Remington, and all of a sudden we needed to find a, a spot because our all our, our brew house was showing up within three weeks, and we had nowhere to put it, so we just drove around the state of Maryland for <laughs> a couple of weeks and found Frederick. We'd never heard of it before, but it was great. We walked downtown. The, the town was amazing. they just opened up Carroll Creek, which is Carroll Creek is where the beer fest will be, and it's this great little canal that kind of It's the, the lifeline of the whole city. It was built in the 70s as a response to uh, the flooding of our downtown, and they have a huge duct underneath it that kind of you know whenever those huge rains all the water goes through it and we have a canal up top that's really really pretty there's lots of stores shops and that's where the the beer fest will be in a few weeks and it's set up along the canal and it's it's just like a great great little spot and so our brewery is right off that so we saw the we saw the spot we walked down there like yeah it was exactly what we had always dreamed of for a little brewery like a big like industrial end of it like you know, our, it's just a warehouse. It's a kind of a blank slate. We were able to kind of make a room thing there.
1: It's really pretty. I'm with you on the homebrewing. I'm such a beer nerd and all my friends homebrew. And most of my friends are brewery owners or whatever. And they're like, Brandy, you should homebrew. And I'm like, have you been to my house? I am so psychotically <laughs> neat freak that I could not, I couldn't homebrew. I would it hey, would if you're a need me. freak,
3: you could be a great brewer. It would make be talking crazy. About? Well,
1: no, no. In my house. <laughs> in my house. Okay. Yeah. What are some of your best-selling beers?
3: I mean, I think, you know, our, 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 our New England IPA, Guava No Guava, is always the top. It's top of all, all sales, generally. Um, followed closely by, we have an extra pale that's a very dry sort of like a IPA but lower alcohol you know it's very dry crisp every day that's that's the beer we always have on tap at home. It's called creek life um and there's always a variant of it. I think when you all are gonna be up it's we have a creek life version with nelson Sauvin, and it's we've been tasting it today and it was it was pretty great so yeah the uh those are our two big ones, two kind of big ones we've been getting into lagers more lately um this is a fun exploration we and those have been selling pretty well
4: and then we these aren't selling that well, but they're near <laughs> and dear to
3: our heart. Our, our passion our, uh,
4: project. We do a lot of barrel age beers. And it's not that, you know, it's just not It's not everyone's cup of tea, you know? Yeah. It's, it's okay. It's a niche. It's okay. So um, we'll have some of those on for the uh, first part of the festival as well, The some barrel-aged beers.
3: From our Attaboy Barrel House, which we opened uh, about three years ago, right before we got shut down. So. We have a number, we have like, usually have five or six different barrel-aged beers on there at the Barrel House, which is only open on Saturdays. And then we'll bring, you know, for the, generally for the beer fest, we'll bring an extra six to of that barrel-aged beer to the VIP section just to kind of have that as like a nice special treat for the VIP group coming through.
1: I was actually going to ask you what beers you were planning on bringing um, slash pouring at the Maryland Craft Beer Festival. So you're going to have a barrel-aged for sure, at least in the VIP.
3: Yeah, I know. we're thinking for that for that barrel-aged one, it'll probably... We have a, a sour with mango and citra hops, which is a kind of really interesting... The Barbican. Beer. The Barbican, which is... We're really excited about this kind of combination of like a barrel-aged beer with a dimension of fruit and then like a, a dry hop at the very end, which kind of gives it a super complex flavor. But, you know, I don't know. Very excited about that one. And then, you know, in terms of the general beer, we will probably... Probably everyone brings like big beers, We'll probably just bring like a lager and a pail.
1: No, <laughs> like, that's smart. Yes. <laughs> it's
3: just like, I don't know, you, because you walk around those beer fests and, you know, it's all these big things. You're like, you end up like, hey, does anyone have like a nice like, pale ale? <laughs> you can just like, you know, slow down a little bit with a 5% beer.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, have, I, we,
4: haven't we pa- I haven't, I pa-
3: haven't, <laughs> I haven't passed that by my Corner, yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> just... I was like, well, we're going to do this. You can tell what Brian likes to drink. He's like, hey, let's party. Uh, what do you got in the 5% range? <laughs> <We> <laughs>
1: Super drink crushable.
3: <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> we drank a lot of beer, yeah. but we just, yeah, drank some crushable beer. <laughs>
1: yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, so Jake, the one of the jokesters that is the host of the podcast – he sent me. He sent me this question, and it it's so ridiculous, but it's so funny that I had to ask this because it kind of highlights other breweries. Jake said, "You're right across the creek from Idiom, and then Smoketown moved in. Do you ever yell things across the creek or down the road to the neighboring breweries, or throw beers at each other for sampling and tasting purposes?"
3: <laughs> well, I will. T- yeah, we have a we have a pretty good. It's pretty fun having all those guys down there. Um, you know. Just I mean, from a purely logistical standpoint, like, hey, do you have a sack of oats? Or, you know, I, I lost his gasket. It's been awesome that way. But from a total ridiculous sense, we uh, we do have an interbrewery leisure sport challenge that kind of goes every month or two where we all get together and we, like, go bowling or play yeah. some This Wednesday. Game. Yeah, Wednesday. We yeah. got Smoketown. There's a
4: terrible <laughs> trophy that you have to drink out of. <laughs> oh, that's, that's Awesome. awesome. But it's great. Like, we were the first guys down there, but, you know, it's people are like, oh no, someone's coming in. And the more the merrier, like, because when we were the first people down there, like, you have to walk all the way down to check us out. Now, like, this, now it's a thing. Like, there's a bunch of breweries down there. Everyone has a food truck. We're about to have a restaurant from Roast House Pub across the street or across the creek. So it's, it's a, it's it's pretty cool. Like there's a nice little vibe when we get down there, and Brian and I like we take our kid. Like, well, we don't we're not there that much because we've got a three year old and a five year old. But we uh, ride our bikes down, and it's just like really cool to see all these people walking from place to place. And it's everyone's like,
3: got their favorite thing, and they like you know they it's, it's cool. Like you're really, you know ours isn't everyone's favorite thing. Like yeah. people walk in like, hey, where's your your porters and stouts? And we're like, Where? we'll go to Smoketown. They do a great job with us. Like it's yeah. kind of like a fun. You can find whatever you want down there.
1: Yeah, I, I was actually literally going to say that. The more, the more, the merrier. Because if I go, because yep. when I went to visit you guys, I think there's a distillery kind of close to you. Maybe. Yeah, we have Tenth Ward and McClintock. Yeah, well, I love McClintock. That's like my favorite uh, distillery up there, hands down. Sorry, Tenth Ward, love you too, um, but <laughs> uh, but yeah, in but, breweries specifically, you know, because. It's great being able to go to a couple while you're in the same spot. So I that's it's a great it's a great situation, and you know, and I find because I used to work at a distillery for six years, and distillery people tend to be more cutthroat and and competitive. But the brewery, scene, yeah, it's weird
3: how the culture is different. It like is, that. it
1: really is, and that's why I just I've always been friends with brewery people, and just everyone just friends you know it's just it's so it's such a yeah. different and like it's community. confusing yeah
3: yeah we've never been able to pinpoint why i don't know is it tap room maybe like the fact that we have a tap you know more of a taproom room focused business where you can sit down and you know have yeah. that have a beer and talk to you know whoever's working there
4: for us it's like i don't like to eat the same restaurant every night so why would i go to the same brewery every night or like drink the same beer every night so it it's just it's cool also and like all our employees and like some of our employees work at other breweries too like it's a it's a really cool thing in frederick where people are just generally like super happy and the general atmosphere in frederick is very like pro like supporting local business and all the restaurants and stuff it's a it's a great it's a great place that we landed somehow magically
1: yeah, and I I think DC is the same. And I haven't been to a place that is cutthroat or mean in in a brewery scene. Are you guys planning to sell your beer in DC where I live?
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, not currently. We haven't. The, our beer actually hasn't left the county. We're kind of have a weird. We won't say never, but it's it's we're oddly unambitious. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a weird you know it's just it's just you know we're not in it to make a million dollars and so then like if you start thinking about that like you start sending your beer out you have less control over the over how it's stored or if it's in a store like is it going to sit warm for four months i mean i get very scared when i go to like a store and it's like stacked to the ceiling with ipa's warm store and i'm like ah i don't know it does it does that doesn't sit great with me that then again never say never i mean you know you never know what the future holds like
4: it's yeah we i think for us it's like focus on our county and being like good employers and trying to really like make the best beer we can each day and then you know have a good have a good just you know have a good week for us and our employees i think it's really hard especially when you see some some of the bigger, like regional players, like it's a totally different game. Yeah, you know, like we're we're not in that game, and we're not we're not super ready to jump in. Yeah, because a lot okay. comes with it. I get Big, that. You
3: know, we don't even, we don't even have a lab, so <laughs> <laughs> like, we're not. Hey, we, we just,
1: have a microscope. Oh, I have a microscope. <laughs> <laughs> have a mic- well, we'll just continue to mule beer back from everywhere, and like the. Greg, when he went up there recently, just brings us a whole bunch of beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. It's also just all, we're really respectful of the people that are jumping on that, like regional size. Like it's it literally we're it looks like we're the same thing from the outside, but we're all doing a totally different business.
3: Yeah, you go yeah. to Flying Dog, and it's like they have a machine that's worth more than a whole brewery. Oh, yeah, like sure. It's, it's different, amazing. Yeah, it's amazing.
1: I like little. I like smaller breweries. That's my that's my fave. Honestly, I'd rather just go and hang out at a small brewery all day. Well, so well, it's
3: a lot. It's a lot for us. It's a lot easier, and it's a lot. You know, we we actually just bought a new pilot system, so like we can go even smaller. Like we have yeah, a ten barrel smaller. system. Everyone's <laughs> going bigger. We're, we just bought a small. because <laughs> like it's fun to just have a couple kegs of a fun beer. Yeah. You know, ten you know ten barrels of a beer even for us is a lot, and like we're able to just do more kind of different things. Like I think. During the craft beer, the the fest, we'll have on tap this uh, we're doing a, a comparison of a West Coast versus a New England IPA, which is the and we were using the exact same hops on both, but structuring them in a very just to highlight, because people are always like, What's the difference? We'll just we'll make you the exact same hops on both of these and show you what yeast and a grain bill can really do to to show you the difference. So I love
1: that. Yeah. Well, I will come up and make a beeline to your table or tent when we head to the Maryland craft beer festival on May 14th. And I will see you there. So uh, cheers. Thanks for coming on. And we'll see you at the Maryland craft beer
0: festival.
3: Awesome.
1: Thank you. Have a good night guys. Thanks. You too.
0: Excellent. We're back. Thank you, Brandy. Thank you. Attaboy. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Carly dcbeer.com slash road trip you know what to do
1: come with us
0: yes join us or die. it
2: get the ticket come see us
0: on the bus yeah and hey yes it's, it's it's outdoor beer season again we made it through winter go out be happy tip big and we're at dc beer
1: and it it's gonna be on a, the canal oh my god it's gonna be so pretty yes DC beer, love y'all, cheers.
2: Come see us, come see us in Frederick.